Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Wednesday, Edwin. Middle of the week. We're talking about Psalm 42 still. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Uh, what uh, what uh, translation are you going to be reading from today? I'm going to read from the New International Version. We're going to read Psalm 42. For the director of music, a mascal of the sons of Korah, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I guess we're not given a whole lot of... Uh backstory here about uh, which of these sons of Korah wrote this necessarily and what would be going on. It is interesting, though. I, I get this picture of a reminiscence. He certainly did recall the times of leading God's people in praise and even the idea of feasts or pilgrim feasts, which, of course, were part of the law of Moses. And so the children of Israel were gathered together at least, what, three times a year, I guess it was, uh, to the temple for special sacrifices and worship. These were times of joy. And yet this psalmist is saying, I'm I'm separated from all of that. I'm dry now. We don't know exactly when this took place. Some, of course, would look at this and say, oh, this sounds like Babylonian captivity. This sounds like being taken away from the temple. The temple has been destroyed. However, the geography in the poem itself doesn't lend itself to that idea. We're talking right. about being at Mount Hermon, which is which is north, mm-hmm. not is. not over in Assyria or Babylon. Yeah. It's just just directly north of Israelite territory, and he's even talking about being in the land of the Jordan, right? Which ties to Mount Hermon. You, right. were, you were telling me yeah. one time in your trips over there and your study of the geography about the connection between Hermon and the Jordan. Sure. So. Snow falls on the Hermon, it melts, and actually those streams coming down of Mount, Mount coming down of Mount Hermon feed into the Sea of Galilee and feed into the there's a little bit of Jordan River actually I guess they call it that goes into the northern part of the Sea of Galilee and then of course out of the Sea of Galilee to the Dead Sea. So what you have here is one of the tributaries to the Jordan River, Mount Hermon and its streams. So you're really taking a look at some Levite who has been taken away from the temple in Jerusalem up into the northern regions. Mm, Israel, okay. maybe a little bit north of that. We don't know when this is, but I, I can give you a time 
which would have, if, if, if it wasn't written during this time, it would be something like this. Okay. In 2 Kings chapter 14, beginning at verse 11, uh, Jehoash has tried to tell Amaziah, Jehoash, the king of Israel, has tried to tell Amaziah, the king of Judah, hey, stay out of this. But Amaziah <laughs> wouldn't listen, it says. So Jehoash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. Mm-hmm. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came up to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for 400 cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages. Oh, wow. And he returned to Samaria. We tend to think of this idea of hostages as just the Assyrian and Babylonian captivities. Captivities. But here's a place where the northern kingdom has come down and defeated the king of the south and actually carried stuff out of the temple, broken down part of the wall of the Mm -hmm. city. So this is kind of a type that's looking forward to, to things what's that are coming happen, with yeah. Assyrian Babylon. But but they even take hostages. And yeah. naturally, if you're taking stuff out of the temple, some of the hostages are going to be those temple servants, like possibly a son of Korah. Son of Korah. Who hmm. is now taken off. I, I don't mm-hmm. know that it was written during this no. time. There could have been some other issue that was happening, but it would be something like this. Yeah, those themes really line up. He's he's taken out. The enemies are opposed to him, and of course they're taunting him. Where is your God? What, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, if you're... Which, because in that northern kingdom of Israel, they were given to Baal worship quite a bit. And... Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It could also be this, this idea of where is your God might be a taunt that's saying something along the lines of, look, if you guys down there have such a special relationship with God, mm. how come he's not helping you? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we up here actually yeah. are closer to God than you guys. Mm. And and so it, it may not even be a taunt that we don't believe in your God as much as we're just saying, you know, um, you guys down there like to think you're better at this than we are. Right. Yet we won. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your God now? What's going on with your relationship with him now? Yeah. It's like the exact opposite of Elijah. Okay. Elijah, who's able to say, let me tell you where my God is. How about you build an altar and I'll build an altar? (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, I I know that there are some folks that kind of mock Christians and they try to say that we need to repeat this issue with Elijah and Baal. And how about we have some kind of, 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 uh, like a contest, some kind of contest. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of times throughout scripture where we find that God is allowing things just to progress, even though it's going against his people. Right. We do find times when he, dim- when he breaks through and demonstrates himself. But like in this psalm, there's a time when his people, that he's not doing that. He's, yeah. he's not breaking in at this moment. And what does the psalmist have to do? The psalmist has to remind himself it will happen. Yeah. There will come that moment. Mm-hmm. It may not happen now, but that moment will come. And so, like we were talking about yesterday, the self-talk of yeah. reminding ourselves of our faith. So talking about that, you know, the moment will come. I, I see in this psalm here a, a shift, almost like a shift in the weather, that you've gone from this, uh, we're parched, we're dry, it's a drought, you know, where is God? To you've got this other imagery later on in the psalm talking about billows washing over him. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> That's like the whole other picture. Yeah. So I I have lived in tons of places. Yeah. Tons of places throughout my life. I think from the time I was born till now, I've lived in like 14 different cities. My dad was in the Air Force. Then I actually had a 
varied college career at a couple of different places, and and then and you're in the witness protection agency now. <laughs> and I saw some things. <laughs> my my name's actually Joe. Yeah. No. Uh, but so it, almost every place I've lived, and and most of the places I've visited, I, I'm I'm talking to somebody about the place, trying to learn about the place, mm-hmm. and. They will say this thing to me, and and they'll say it with this kind of glint in their eye, like they live someplace special, they live someplace different, yeah. and and they'll say, and you've probably heard this. Well, that's that's one thing about Tampa. If you don't like the weather, just wait around five minutes; it'll change. Have you ever heard anybody say that? I have heard that. Yeah, you, heard have you heard that here places. in Tampa? I mean, yeah, I think I've heard something like that here in Tampa. Have you, did you hear that when you I were in, Spring, in, in uh, Columbia, Tennessee, Tennessee? I sure did. Did you hear that when you lived yeah, in Indiana? Yeah. No, so, Indiana just gets cold and it stays that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I no, remember hearing say, that in Indiana. Yeah, they'll say it. But too. you're right. That one does stay cold for a long, <laughs> long time. It does stay cold for a long time. Yeah, just You don't like the weather. Wait around five minutes. It It'll must have change. been like that in the north of Israel also because yeah. in the first half of this psalm, it's a drought. And in the second half of this psalm, it's a flood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that points out that we're never quite happy. I, I oh. you know, it's 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 I'm it's dry. I'm dehydrated, but now I'm getting beaten to death by the floods, and I'm going to complain about that too. It's but we, we've got this picture of extremes. Mm-hmm. On on the one extreme, mm-hmm. it's this this spiritual feeling of dehydration, of exhaustion, of being tired, of being dried out. But on the other. It's there's so much and it's it's not exactly the way I like it. I'm being beaten up by how much water there is. It's flowing over my head. It's kind of like when Job and some other psalmists, as they'll say to God, hey, look away. Look Mm -hmm. at someone else. You know, I know I said I wanted you, but hey, this is a little bit too much of you. (laughs) And or when the children of Israel wanted to hear the voice of the Lord and they were right. at the foot of Mount Sinai and so the Lord let him hear his voice yeah. and they said no 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 the thundering yeah. the lightning it's Fires too much we can't breaking handle out. it yeah we so we move from one to the other but both are this turmoil and and in both of them the psalmist feels abandoned mm. separated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. separate whether it's the dehydration or it's the the flood being beaten about by the waters. God, why are you doing this now? Why aren't you doing something about this? Yeah. And then he gets reminded by his enemies when they keep asking him, where's your God? Where's your God? Where's your God? I think one of the things that he speaks to here in this psalm that is helpful, whether we are feeling drought or we're feeling flood, but in verse 8, he talks about the Lord's presence throughout. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. In the night, his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. That there is an assurance of whatever's going on of a loving kindness of God. Now, uh, this gets back to something we discussed earlier about my feeling at a moment versus my knowledge of the truth uh, at that moment. But that God is near and God is aware. Uh, We are not forsaken by him. He does not forsake his people. Verse 8 contrasts with verse 3. In fact, if we look at the last half of verse 2, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. Mm -hmm. In verse 3, what's happening day and night? 
my tears. The crying for There's, God. I, I can't find any water. The only water I'm finding are my own tears as mm. I cry out. When will I come before God? Mm-hmm. In verse 8, we have the contrast, though, that says, well, God's actually always here. He's always there. Powerful. And I, I can't feel it. Mm-hmm. I can't sense it. I can't reach out and touch him. But my faith tells me he is here. I was going to say, and I just think that's so important for us to get a hold of. There are people that have an idea today that if I'm not feeling it, then I'm not right with God. You know, if if it's not cathartic, if it's not exciting, if it's not, you know, I, I, I got to be somewhere I feel it. And those feelings change. And if, if your faith is not built on the Word of God, if you're not having an understanding of how a relationship with God works from the Scripture, you know, you, you may think, well, maybe I never was a Christian, maybe there is no God. I mean, you begin questioning all these things instead of appreciating that there is more than feelings about our faith and being the people of God. If I were doing this right, I would have the feeling of God's presence every Every day, every moment, every... And so if I don't feel that, I yeah. begin to think I must be doing this wrong. Yeah. And, and and the doubts and the struggles, the psalmist is going through that. Exactly. But what he comes back to is, but I know God is there. Yeah. I know God is there. I'm, I'm anchoring in his word. I know he's there. And I'm just going to keep hanging on to that. Yeah. One day I'll feel it. Yeah. Right now I'm going to faith it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where maybe we are today. Where are you today, and how's your relationship with God? We'd love to be able to help you and encourage you spiritually, however we might. Send us an email and let us know what's going on in your life. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for this psalm, which it encourages me, it encourages us. Not, Father, to to relegate truth in favor of feelings, Father, but understand that it is the truth of your word that needs to lead and shape my feelings. Help us, Father, to be strong in faith and hold on to faith even when feelings are fading. Father, if we're panting for you like a deer for the water brooks, we pray, Father, for the refreshment of your truth and your word. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.